Welcome to Rated X Pod. I'm Dan Curtis Thompson. And I'm Courtney Gilmore. And this is a podcast where two real-life exes rate and review fictional characters. That's right. And uh, before we get into this very exciting one that I'm pumped up for, uh, make sure you're following us on socials at Rated X Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Patreon. We have lots of bonus episodes, lots of fun things for you. And uh, yeah, we uh, update them yeah. regularly. So make sure yeah, you head over there. Yeah, real topical ones. We just recorded one uh, talking about uh, emotions that come up within the idea of reopening into society again. That's uh, that's real fresh on Patreon. I would encourage you you to go take a listen. Yeah. It's uh, it's only $2. Yeah. What are you doing with that $2, huh? <laughs> what, you gonna, you gonna buy yourself a book? A, 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 bu- a bubble gum? A, you, a you bubble, buy a bu- gum? What, you're going to buy yourself a bubble gum? <laughs> you don't need that. You don't need a bubble gum. Come listen to us. But, uh, thank <laughs> I couldn't think of anything that cost $2. <laughs> a $2 a coffee. Why didn't I say yeah, coffee? Yeah, I don't know. It's because a good, it's mm-hmm. a, it's not just bubble gum. It's a bubble gum. It's not just so, a bubble gum. It's a bu- 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 bubble gum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I have been it's a dollar for improv. Yeah, <laughs> it's a dollar for every B on the bubble gum. Um, okay, so we are getting into one of my personal favorite movies from the 90s and a movie mm. that Dan Curtis... Oh, it's ta- a real 90s movie, too. It the really cast is. is just 90s stars. It came out... Yeah, it's a star-studded cast. It came out in 1997 you had never seen it before. I've never seen it before. So we're talking about My Best Friend's Wedding, starring Julia Roberts, Dermot Mulroney, Cameron Diaz, and Rupert Everett, among mm-hmm. others. And um, You know what's so funny is uh, uh, the guy who plays Michael, what's his name again? Dermot Mulroney. Yeah, I really only know him as Gavin, Gavin. from Friends. <laughs> That's He's really in a bunch it. of other stuff, but yeah, if you're a huge Friends fan, you'll recognize him as being Gavin. Yeah. Um, I, I was, forgot. He came out, I was like, Gavin, buddy. <laughs> buddy. <laughs> I forgot how hot everyone is. Oh, yeah. At this time of life. Julia Roberts, Dermot Mulroney, Cameron Diaz, really in their prime. And so we're talking about Julianne and Michael, and we've got stuff to say. I'm really excited to get, in, get into it. But before that, let's give you a little summary If you haven't watched the movie recently, if you haven't watched it at all, let's give you a bit of a synopsis. Yeah, here it is. It is about a best friend. Childhood friends (laughs) friends Julianne Potter and Michael O'Neill had a deal to marry each other if they were still single by age 28. Now, four days before her 28th birthday, Michael announces that he's marrying a gorgeous 20-year-old named Kimberly. Suddenly realizing that she's actually in love with him, Julianne vows to stop the wedding at all costs. However, when she is appointed maid of honor, things get even more complex. Okay. Yeah. So that's our basic, uh, that's our basic um, synopsis. So usually what we do for these couple analyses, analyses typically in the the uh, television show ones is we have lists of pros and cons and then walk you through those you know throughout the seasons however because it's a movie we're going to just walk through this sequentially and tell you our thoughts pros and cons as we go through it because i think that makes more sense 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, so that we're not so, jump, jumping all over the place. Okay, so then I'll I'll start us off. Uh, but wait, can I start <laughs> at the can I start at the very 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 first scene? The the sure. the the cold open essentially with the yeah. the, the, the sing song. Um, the bride. Oh yeah, the the music video. Yeah, the music that we video. Off with. So I actually did not know until yesterday when I rewatched this for the seventieth time that that cover, that song "Wishing and Hoping" that they were playing during that montage, is by Annie DeFranco. Really? Do you know who that is, Annie DeFranco? Yeah, of course. Yeah, she's like a folksy indie bisexual yeah. icon. And she's very uh, grassroots and very yeah, like an underground seem artist. Like her. That's and very like fifties <laughs> pop. Yeah, and wishing and, and hoping and yeah. thinking and yeah. And uh, I was really surprised to find out that that was her cover of it. So huh. there you go. That's the first. That's that was those were my first thoughts. Okay. Uh, well, okay. So I wanted to say that it starts off on a strange idea. So Julia Roberts is a food critic. Uh, she doesn't believe in love. She's like, she's hardened. She has walls up. And then she learns, uh, she, she starts talking about, uh, to her best friend, uh, George. George. She starts talking about her other best friend, Michael, mm-hmm. and mentions that when they, they decide, they used to date and it didn't really work out, whatever, but I guess that they stayed friends afterward. But the thing that was really, that stuck out to me was she said uh, they made an agreement that when they both turn 28, if they're still single, mm-hmm. they'll get married. Mm-hmm. Which, like, 28? Why 28 is exactly a note that I wrote down, too. 28? Why 20, that's so why 28? young. Yes. Yeah, that's, it's not even 30. But you know what? It, like it's 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 not even like a, a it's not a milestone. <laughs> no, but you know what? No, it's not. It's a, it's a very. It's just they needed it to be the age of those characters. But also, those characters also looked older than twenty eight. Definitely, so. definitely. It's it's a strange age, but I wonder if the choice behind it was, or the reasoning behind that choice was in the nineties. It was the nineties. Um, it was <laughs> very common to be thought of as a bit peculiar if you weren't married young by like 30 yeah yeah and so i mm-hmm. but it's still strange that they didn't choose 30 but maybe they even then they're maybe like they no thought, like, 30 is too old kids by 30 yeah Th- maybe they're like 30 that's crazy no one would be yeah. unmarried at 30 that's so fucked that's it's so, so fucked. funny okay. and before we, okay before we go into anything i just want to say that this movie I feel like is probably responsible for a lot of people feeling like exes can't be friends. A hundred percent. And I wrote that down too. I said, yeah. this movie is exactly, now I understand people's perplexions about this podcast. Now I get it. This movie, which was very popular at the time, <laughs> told people that you have to be suspicious of your of your boyfriend's best girlfriend and vice yeah. versa. This is the yeah. movie that that set Who that Who used tone. to date for a short amount of time. And 
and we're gonna get into this but I, but when I, I after I wrote down that note and you know she's on the phone first of all the food critic scene where all the chefs are like peering through the window oh, of the yeah. door and like does she like it yeah um, that I was, was like so what funny. is this ratatouille <laughs> you know but she's talking and in that conversation with George she's talking about how they had this one hot night you know and however many years ago and then he called we'll get into this but he calls on the phone during this conversation Michael and what and does he say when well, hold on, hold on. Says, yeah, yeah, hold okay, on. But no, she's, sorry, you go. But she's smi- so we hear. Yeah, we'll we'll don't worry. I won't get ahead of myself. But when we get into this phone call that we're about to discuss, I was already even just in her describing this relationship to George. I thought, what is this friendship? What like what is this? friendship what, jo- jo- George no, and her Michael. or Jules Michael and, and her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like what oh, is my this God, friendship and then what happens when she when she answers the phone he says he says hey beautiful hey beautiful which is how all friends talk that's if how I that's ever that's, <laughs> that's how I that's how I talk to you every time you pick up the phone I need this to go on record that this <laughs> friendship is not at it's all not, what we have there's not one time no. of that they have dialogue between each other that sounds like two friends or that's yeah no or two it's no, always two best friends. It's, it's and i get it they're trying to make it seem like they still have f- feelings for each other but i mean like it was a little on the nose they could have it, made it seem like they were more friendly than just like oh really yeah. missing each other this and yeah i mean we're gonna we're gonna get into it but like honestly this friend this friendship really should be described as two old flames who have known each other for a considerable amount of time but have had non-stop sexual tension mm-hmm. in their lives and never fully entered the friend zone yeah and never really got over it and her real best friend is george not michael um yeah yes yeah, yes, he's the real best I've friend. Written, I've written that down too. Yes, yeah. he's the real best, and we'll, and we'll talk about George as he comes up. But like he, co- he's the real. George best is the friend. best character in the. He's movie, so by the way. good, but okay. He's the he's the, uh, the the voice of reason in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, we'll get we'll, we'll get, get there. there. But so she talks on the phone, and what what is he? He's calling because he has an an- announcement, right? Yeah, he's getting married. But he doesn't uh, say that to her on the phone because um she. Does he say that to her on the phone yet? No. I thought so, and then and then she falls off. The no, no. Bed she or sa- he says I have an important. No, no, no. This is in the restaurant still. She oh, answers right. a, a. She hears a voicemail where he says, "Hey, beautiful." Like, oh no, he call call me. I have something pretty important. And George, right. and because she had just got finished telling George about their twenty eight year year old plan, and mm-hmm. then she gets this voicemail from Michael saying, "Hey, gorgeous," or whatever. I have oh, news right. to She's tell like, you. Oh, I bet he's wanting to George get puts that. George me. plants yeah. that seed. He says, "Hey, mm-hmm. when's your birthday? When's his birthday? Isn't he turning yeah. twenty-eight soon? Maybe this is." So she, her wheels are already spinning. Mm-hmm. Then she goes back to her hotel room and she calls him, and he yeah. picks up and says, "Hey, beautiful," yeah. and tells her, and this conversation though. First of all, they haven't spoken in months. But he Once. started to date but she, but someone. But he's also her best friend. Yeah, and so they've started. But he and then he tells her that he's met someone, and yeah. they're getting married this Sunday, and it's Wednesday. And did, I don't know if you wrote this down. What did this sentence mean? He says, "She's like, how can you be getting married Sunday? It's Wednesday." He goes, 
it's one of these four-day weddings with all the traditional events. Yeah. Huh? What? Yeah. yeah what tradition? What is that? Yeah. The, honestly, to me, I was like, because I didn't know it was going to be Cameron Diaz. I was like, is this going to be like oh, you did an it? Indian wedding? Yeah. That, I, know I thought that... it was going to be like uh, like like an Indian wedding. Like yes, a, like I, I know that Hindi, I know that Hindi weddings have that tradition, but this yeah, but wasn't. I've never heard of that really outside of she. He made that, it seem so. like she should know, like you know, oh, it's, it's one, just of these... one of those wet. <laughs> no, bro. And also, if it was one of those weddings, how come you're telling your quote unquote best friend yes, that now? Now, how long have they? They haven't been engaged for long. It seems like a matter no, of but months. At the same time, it seems like he told all his family and all her yes. family and stuff so why is she now why is just she last the last person to know and the this as we can as we see once the wedding approaches this four-day event is extravagant and mm-hmm. lavish like yeah. people had to have been planned and paid for like to be there mm-hmm. all their friends and family are there they get married in this big cathedral like it's a big to do and yeah. jules is the last person to know about this yeah. and um but you know when they're on the phone though um I'll give here. Here's what I would consider pros for Julianne. Okay. Because she, she's like acting she's what, what the I think. Villain it, of this movie, yeah. She what? She's the villain of this. I movie. know, but I'm gonna try and be a little. She's well known to be the villain of this movie, so I want to take a bit oh, really? more of okay. an empathetic approach to her. Um, in this moment where they're on the phone, she's acting appropriately for the situation, regardless of whether she's in love with him. She's mm. like. This sounds a bit impulsive, and mm. I think that she's at least justified in her concern about the abruptness and swiftness of this wedding. Sure. Yeah, I guess if, if you told me that you're getting married in four days, yeah. and I had never heard that yeah. you were with someone, I would probably be like, whoa, 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 wait. Yes. In that- Good for you. That's great, but like, Courtney, <laughs> like Courtney. <laughs> I think that you have, uh, you're revisiting something. Check out our Patreon. That's, That's a callback call to our to Patreon. Patreon episode. You'll get the joke if you subscribe to our Patreon. Um, yeah, exactly. So I think she's justified, and that's just a reaction you would have whether you're in love with someone or not. But yeah. he says, Jules, I'm scared. I need you. If I don't have you there to hold my hand, I'll never get through this. Unpack. <laughs> what? If you said that to me, and I was your, if I was the best friend that you were, that was being told this, I would be like, it's, sounds like you shouldn't then. I'm scared. I need you. I'm scared. I'm scared. If you're not there to hold my hand, I'll never get through this. Okay, fine. But can you butt me too? (laughs) Yeah, like, he's talking about it like... It's a scary thing that he's unsure about, which I do yeah. believe he I is. I get it, you know, cold cold feet, whatever. But right. like, this doesn't feel like cold feet. This feels like he is making a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very rushed. So yeah. then what happens is she, would you say that in that, I guess within that moment, she's decided that she's in love with him and she needs well, to go, it, she needs to go there to change well, things. Uh, I mean, well, first of all, you always know a good relationship is gonna that we're gonna review starts off well when it starts off with wanting to break up another relationship. <laughs> I uh, yeah. So I don't know if that's when she realized it. On okay, I've got thoughts on that. I don't know if that she was actually even in love with him. I think that uh, she had 
uh, an idea that, you know, I think that George put planted an idea in her head that, oh, maybe she he wants to be with her. And maybe she had been thinking, like, because she was talking about him to George, maybe she was thinking, like, oh, you know what? Maybe, uh, maybe that could be kind of nice. I don't know. Maybe. And then he planted, planted that seed. And then she was told that that's that thing that maybe she wants, she can't have. Mm-hmm. And then... Mm-hmm. Like this whole movie, it, uh, it it doesn't feel like romance to me. It, it, it feels like she has an idea of what Michael is and, and what she wants Michael to be in a relationship. Yeah, I think uh, a, a light bulb goes off in her head. And I think that, I mean, I don't think this is a wrong feeling to have as someone who's like a best friend. Maybe you would potentially feel like because of how abrupt this is a rug is being taken from under you and what was previously your terrain is now having to be shared that's a very like i don't i don't think that she loves him i think that she just doesn't want to uh have something taken away from her yes um exactly and so now she's because if if she truly loved him she wouldn't do half the shit she does in this movie (laughs) right so then we we meet Kimmy, Kimmy the the doe-eyed, dreamy. Well, before that, okay, they, uh, right before uh, she meets uh, Kimmy, mm-hmm. uh, she meets Michael at the airport. Yeah, and they run and embrace, and their faces like almost touch, and it's like there's tension. And I was like, ah, oh, friendship. <laughs> right. Oh yes, this is very reminiscent of our best friendship. Yeah. This is exactly yeah. what happens all the time. Yeah. That's exactly how uh, Courtney and I greet each other in front of our new partners. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. This this is not a this is not a friendship. It's something else. It's something else. And uh, so yeah, she goes to the airport, and of course, you know, the the unveiling of Kimmy is so. Per- how perfect is Cameron Diaz in this role? It oh, really she's makes great. me miss her. Yeah. Uh, and um, she she's I, I, I and I love Kimmy. I love Kimmy in this movie, but. Um, she's the polar opposite of, of Jules. You know, she's like this blonde, uh, right, bright eyed. Yeah. She's yeah. the antithesis. Yeah. She's the antithesis. And she has to be because we need that bumping of heads. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, what do you think about her and about Kimmy's? I mean, she's clearly a, an optimistic, peppy, upbeat person, but at first glance, when she runs and hugs her and immediately gives, assigns her the role of maid of honor, Mm-hmm. Do you think that right from the be- right from the beginning she's more in keep your enemies close mode or is she really genuinely mm. this optimistic and welcoming of what Michael accepts in I his life? I feel like she was genuinely uh just being an optimistic person. I could be wrong, but uh because the whole like keep your enemies close, I don't think she ever thinks of her as an enemy until she real she physically sees her uh, get betrayed by her. I I disagree to a certain. I think that for the most part, I think it's ninety percent pure intentions with a twinge of I don't know about this, like a twinge of skepticism. I think. Yeah, she well, loves, yeah. I guess I guess she is like talking about like how he's always talking about you, always talking about. Yeah, you, and which she's like, twenty years old. No twenty year old girl is perfectly okay is she with to be this. Twenty. She's twenty. Oh my and god. And there's no way. What is with Hollywood casting? old people as young people <laughs> like that's the thing Cam- Cameron Diaz isn't old she but she's not 20, 20 she in wasn't that. 20 no and 
Um, so I, I know 20 year old girl is perfectly okay with this dynamic. That's weird as hell. And yeah. so I think that she was, yeah, that's the age when you're the most jealous. <laughs> I know. I think that she loves Michael enough to trust him up till a certain point, but realize like, Hey, I better keep this girl a little bit under my wing a bit, you know? Yeah. So, okay. um, yeah, I, could, I could lean into that. Yeah, so they, you know, they have, so now they're getting to know each other, they're in the car, and Kimmy drives erratically, and they're, you know, mm-hmm. she's telling, she's like, I'm going to make you my new best friend and everything. Yeah. Um, a very strange choice to spring on your fiance's best friend you've never met to make her yeah. your maid of honor. Why yeah, wasn't she just his, strange. why wasn't he, she just his maid of honor? Well, whatever. I mean, because I think it was, again, the 90s where that wasn't really right. a thing that, that was happening accepted. yet. But also, uh... <laughs> The thing is, if she really is 20, that was a point that I missed. Um, if she's 20, that actually does make more sense to me. That She's like, you should be my maid of honor, because that's like an emotionally like immature kind of thing yeah. to do. She's not protecting herself. She's trying to uh, make a big gesture to Michael, who she loves, to be like, look, your life, I want to uh, make the things that are important to you important to me. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I, and so, I did, I did I appreciate that, that about her. Yeah, I think that honestly, she. I think she's just like an insecure young girl mm-hmm. who uh, is unfortunately caught up in between two monsters of humans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, Michael. We're not gunning for for Michael here. In no, terms of he sucks, and but we'll get to why soon. Here's Real another. Soon. Here's another moment that happens soon after. Jules is changing in a in a bedroom. She's changing. Yeah. And Michael walks in on her naked and yeah. thinks it's fine because mm-hmm. Well, she's not like naked. Well, naked, she's in right? her bra she's and like, panties. She's changing yeah. and he doesn't react at all though. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, you've seen me naked before." And he's like, yeah. No, he sa- he says that. He Oh, no, he says that. Right, he right, says right. That. Yeah. And and it's like, "So, you're getting married and we're not dating. Mm-hmm. What, what do you mean? I would never yeah. let you just walk in on me like that and no, just of course be not. like and then also like oh yeah if i walked in on you naked i would have been i would totally be like whoa whoopsie (laughs) (laughs) i would fully like yeah walk be like oh (laughs) like a normal (laughs) tugging on my shirt like a normal person exactly (laughs) and uh um but like then at the end of that conversation he like walks out and he's like you know, you look better naked or something yeah. like that. Yes, you you, you look what? really good. And that, I, I, totally inappropriate. Totally yeah. inappropriate. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. He says you look really good. You look really which, good. again, she's in her bra and underwear. Don't say that. You're about to get married, and she's yeah. your best friend. Exactly. And that gives her the idea. That's when she picks up the phone, calls George, and goes, George, she's toast. So yeah. that gave her the ammo to keep yeah. this going. So now but it's yeah, on. Doesn't he say, like, you look really good? And she's like, thanks. And he's like, I mean naked. Yes, yeah, so something along maybe those lines? something like that. I don't I remember feel like exactly. He does. Maybe I'm wrong, but either it, way, it's either not way, good. it's gross. Yeah. So then they go to this baseball game, right? Um, mm-hmm. I don't know why they just ha- were hanging out, and um, she's tr- for, and she's at this point now. She's decided to abandon her sense of self and just be what she thinks he wants, yeah, and Kimmy, completely yeah. disidentifies with her normal personality she's yeah, like yeah she's like dropping flirting. out of school and no no uh, i'm talking about jules oh okay sorry the, remember they go to the baseball game and they're all drinking beer and she's serving oh, a platter right. of beer yes, yes and yes. she's like 
she's flirting it up and trying to like make a show for Michael and then uh you know she's like oh it's true remember that kid who looks like he's 12 he's like one of the best men he's um mm-hmm. he looks he's Danny Masterson's younger brother so he looks like um whatever his name is from that 70s show oh really um, oh yeah anyway uh she's like it's oh true. the guy who plays Francis in uh, Malcolm in the Middle yes yes yeah and uh and so I didn't know they like, were brothers yeah they look exactly the same Huh. Um, so hopefully then, they don't act the same. I know. <laughs> so then she's like, "Yeah, it's tradition for the maid of honor to dance with the best man at the wedding." And then Michael's like, "You can't dance." And she does that classic line that's like, "You, I've got moves you've never seen." And right. like, it's trying to yeah, really yeah. flirt it up with him. And then they have yeah. this conversation like in front of his dad and <laughs> stuff. <laughs> then they have this conversation where about about Kimmy and he says you know I I really like Like, can you imagine like going to like uh like I'm about to get married and then like I'm hanging out with me and my brother and my dad and then you just like hardcore flirt with me in front of them I would hope that my dad or my brother would be like dude what the fuck's going on there you're getting married is what is there something happening (laughs) yeah yeah. But everyone's just like, oh, that's nice. Look at them being friends, because that's uh, how all men and women who are friends act. <laughs> yeah, they were cheering her on, basically. Yeah. And uh, I think we're supposed to think that people are a little bit divided on whether he should be on with Kimmy or Jules. I guess And, so. you know, they start talking about... Um, he goes, you know, I really love the reason I love Kimmy is because she lets me be affectionate with her in public. And then... Sh- and then Jules yeah. is like, did I, did I not let you do that? And he said, honestly, no. So he, he's giving her reasons now, unraveling the reasons why they're not together and he is with Kimmy. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's ta- she's taking this in and almost using it as like a recipe for what she needs to change about herself, which is so Which toxic. is a big red flag. Big red flag. Don't um, change, girl. I also Actually, put, you, never mind. Change, girl. You, you are a horrible person. Trying to... <laughs> I also wrote in my notes they talk they talk with their heads too close to each other. Oh, constantly. <laughs> constantly. Constantly. They're both close talkers, but not be- with anyone else. You know what I liked? Tell me about the scene uh we're fo- we're fo- we're forging ahead. Kimmy uh gets her gets Jules her own bridesmaid dress that's different from the rest of them and right. it's a beautiful dress for the mm-hmm. 90s it's a beautiful yeah. per- lavender gown and Jules is like I thought we were supposed to have all the same dress and Kimmy says you wouldn't feel comfortable unless you were distinctive which is what Michael had told her which I thought was a very sweet gesture yeah she did not that have to do sweet. that no and while they're talking that's, and this is why I, I, I think that Fuck, man, I think that Kimmy is the protagonist. Kimmy in this movie. is the hero of the story, I think, overall. And I think she just gets shit on. I know. She's like Peter Parker, man. Just nothing goes right for and her. And she's not just some dumb little naive girl. Like, she, we see later she's got fire to her. She's, mm-hmm. she, and advocates. she just cares a lot. She cares a lot. She's passionate. And, you know. Honestly, poor Kimmy. That's poor my big takeaway from this movie. Poor, uh, like, justice for Kimmy. <laughs> justice. That's what the movie should be called, Poor Kimmy. Yeah, it should be called Justice for Kimmy, not my best friend's wedding. Right. What do you think of this line that she says to Jules as they're doing the fitting for the dress? She, she actually vocal. This is actually the first vocalization that we hear from Kimmy that she actually did sort of have kind of doubts um or just like concerns um but she said she realized you know Jules is important to him and she says this line he she goes 
He's got you on a pedestal and me in his arms. Mm-hmm. What do we think about this line? I mean, uh, it sucks that that's how you feel, Kimmy. You're right. And do you think she was saying it mournfully or just accepting that that's what how it is? I mean, to me, it felt like she was just accepting it. And I remember, like, when she said it, I was just like, "Ugh, why aren't you think- seeing that as, like, a reason to not get married right now? Yeah. I mean, yeah, to have her, to have Jules on a pedestal and you in his arms sort of would make me think that you're... He's you, thinking you, about her yeah, while he's you're fucking. Think, you're thinking about the pedestal. You, no matter who's in your arms, you're maybe comparing mm-hmm. the two. Yeah. Yeah, oh man. That you know what the fact that she's 20 actually makes so much more sense because like yeah. I want a sequel to this where like she's like in her 30s and she's just moved on and like thinks back on that relationship like what was I thinking? Yeah. Oh, definitely. If we had a follow-up that I'm pretty sure that's what would happen. Yeah. Um then they go unless and also stop me if you have more notes before the scenes that I'm pl- I don't have anything else till the karaoke scene. Yeah, so now we're on to the karaoke scene. Okay, can I just say uh bef- I know there's a bunch of things that well that you'll you probably have notes on before they start singing karaoke, but <laughs> at the point that they start singing oh when uh they get Kimmy to sing karaoke against her will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um I really thought it was so funny that I don't know if you heard this or not, but she starts singing. She's not a good singer. And you hear in the background, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny to me because not only is that just like shitty on itself, but someone yelled that at karaoke where the point of karaoke is to suck. I know, but like, all of the 90s and early 2000s depictions of karaoke are always centered around someone sucking and then the crowd turning on them for sucking yeah. for some reason yeah. and like booing them. Yeah, that was well, like that, that's the thing. Like in this, it was uh, the she sucked and then the crowd turned on her. Then the crowd went crazy for her for even no even though reason. she continued sucking. She, she never didn't get got better. better. <laughs> and that was really funny. And um and Jules wanted this to be a, a point of humiliation. I mean, that's why she mm-hmm. wanted to set her up to sing. Is like this is gonna yeah. make him dump her because she can't sing all karaoke. The ways, yeah, all the ways that she tries to break them up are so weird. Can we talk about karaoke, though, for a second in terms sure. of... Um, yeah, you want to go? <laughs> no, I don't. And you know what? I'm happy to go to karaoke nights, but I never sing unless I'm, like, in a group that they're singing. I don't like it. And I I feel probably the way Kimmy did. And I, and for a long time, though, like especially in my 20s, I felt that if I were to date a guy who likes doing karaoke and I didn't, that means that like the relationship is done, which is so stupid. To be fair, huh? that's why we end. It absolutely <laughs> is not. <laughs> but... But there would there you is... prefer uh, like the live version of karaoke where like something like what Kimmy was doing or like just like in a bar or like the private like Korean room karaoke? I think I prefer the traditionally North American live bar thing. Me in- too. Because I love like, contained because you can be more dr- dramatic and enth- enthusiastic with like the stage and like make be a ham yeah. about it. I like that because you get to see like some real old guys sing like real sad songs with tears, drunk tears in their eyes. And it's beautiful. It's art. 
Remember we the last karaoke night that you and I went to with a group of com- comedians, we saw this legendary lady fall. Do you remember? I forgot about that. She was incredible, but she was so hammered that she... Oh, yeah. She just fell right off the stage, face first. Like on her face. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. That's karaoke, man, you know? Yeah, (laughs) because karaoke means broken orchestra or like empty orchestra or something like that. I'm like, yeah, that's it. That's uh, it's It's a sad, drunk thing that's so fun. I know, but I resent the idea that like this is the method of how you drive a wedge between two people because their interests are different. Yeah. That's so dumb. But she was yeah. a trooper and she powered through. Mm-hmm. But they were but in the meantime before or after the songs, uh, Jules and Michael were were laughing hysterically at inside jokes to each other in mm-hmm. front of Kimmy yeah. and not including just, her. That's just social. That's just bad being bad socially that's so bad (laughs) etiquette and it was so cringe and i was like why are you guys doing this this poor girl is all in it she wants that's the thing that's the thing uh it makes sense that julianne is doing that because she's trying to break up the couple i mean like it's it's stupid and shitty and stupid that she's doing it but that's like it makes sense that's her goal the fact that michael's indulging and not being Mm -hmm. like you know like when she like brings up uh, an inside joke and they're yeah. laughing hysterically the fact that he doesn't like turn to yep. Kimmy and is like oh it's, sorry that was a uh, that was yes. back when when we were in college this thing happened and then like try and explain it bring her into the world yep you know a hundred percent that this is not just an uh an this operation by just, Julianne this is, this is not is, just her this yeah. is Michael indulging mm-hmm. this ch- and childishness honestly, it makes it makes the ending of this really totally to me, but we'll totally get there. Um, and at, at this night, at this bar night, we, this is where we also find out that Kimmy, who was in school for architecture, mm-hmm. is dropping out for yeah, Michael. Because, yeah, because Michael, I guess, I don't even really ever understood what he does. He's like a writer, but okay, he doesn't he's a, really... Yeah, so he's a sport. He, this is he has Ray Romano's job. He's a sports writer. Yeah. And it's so funny that... Um, so Jules was like, and I, again, I don't think it's bad that Jules was like, hey, this is, you know, like, I thought you're, I thought you have to be, uh, to be an architect. Don't you need a degree? Like kind of like questioning this choice a little mm-hmm. bit. Um, but she says to Jules, to, to Kimmy though, that she doesn't think that sports writing is a grown-up job for Michael. And I'm like, you're yeah. a food critic. Yeah, like, who are real. you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and so he's, like, a writer, but then, like, he also doesn't want to get, like, jobs at, like, good companies doing something in that field because it's, like, selling out or something. I yeah. don't know. It's very confusing. But let's go on to the next scene yeah. then because next uh, uh, the next scene is uh, Jules telling – uh kimmy like a plan about like getting him a job right Uh, this is where she starts vindictively engineering a plan to uh disrupt them yeah uh i don't know what else to say just like what a bitch man she (laughs) sucks so what does she do she tells she tells kimmy that if she she you know what was really interesting i actually like that they did this not because i i like what this character is doing but because it it threw an interesting wrench in this dynamic that Mm -hmm. illuminated kimmy still being a rich girl at heart which i do i did Mm -hmm. appreciate seeing so because kimmy was not a hundred percent against this plan so the plan was jules was going to um sidle up to kimmy and say hey like if you want if you want 
Michael to have a normal grown-up job, here's what you can do. You can tell your billionaire father that to offer him a six-month internship in his PR department and then ask Michael to do it as a favor to the dad. And then hopefully once he does this for six months, after that he's going to be offered like a rich guy job and then he's going to seamlessly transition into the kind of person that you can respect as a rich girl knowing knowing all the while that michael would hate this idea yeah right so like i don't really know what her goal is here i mean obviously it's so that he'll get upset with her suggesting this but like yes it, it was because she knows that Michael's roots are working class. And so she knows that he would be very insulted by even the insinuation that this should be a thing. The thing is, though, if he's if that's something that he'd be so insulted by, why is he with this girl? Well, because I think that she except she up until this point, up until this uh person coming in between them she he thinks that they're just from they're a romeo and juliet situation where they come from different worlds but they accept each other for that right like he thinks that because jules is going to drop out of school for him so she does he doesn't think that this was something that she that she would ever ask of him but at the same time in in jules doing this she did illuminate a real concern for kimmy because she seemed genuinely bothered by having to make the school sacrifice Mm -hmm. you know and yeah. so they have, they do have this big blowout. Of course she would. Yes, but the but, fact that he was okay with that is also a huge red flag. I know, but we needed to see that because, I, like, no, part I mean, of the, me the was fact, the fact that Michael is okay with her quitting school yeah. for him is a big red flag to me. It is, but I was like, does this girl just not care about her career trajectory? But we do find out that yes, she does care. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. Um, so what yeah, happens so after that? They have they the big blowout? Dinner. Right. What's that? Yes, they go out to dinner and they have the big yeah. blowout. Uh, yeah, but before that happens, mm-hmm. uh, Julianne shows up in a nice dress mm-hmm. and Michael stands up. He's like, oh, wow, you look incredible. Again, oh, Again. the entire time, Kimmy is right there. He's like, yep. you look incredible. You're getting ready for a date after this? And she's like, so oh, I'll never rude. tell, blah, blah, blah. And then, this is the craziest part to me. He like opens picks up her chair or like uh gets the, the chair for her she mm-hmm. begins to sit down he starts to go just the way you look tonight <laughs> remember yep and he says remember because that was their song and they have a song they have a song that the way when... just a really natural two best friends having a song and it's the way you <sighs> look tonight yeah you know and fine, if that was what your song was when you were dating, cool. But maybe when you're about to get married and your fiance is right there, don't sing the song to her and be like, <laughs> remember? You don't, I know, I know. You don't, guess what? You broke up, you don't got a song anymore. Yeah. The song's over. The song's over. Imagine that I, we didn't, we didn't have a song. I don't think I've ever had a, oh, I had a, when I was a, in an internet relationship when I was 14 with a chat room boyfriend, our song was Everything I Do by Brian Adams. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Our but we didn't have a song, like but imagine hamster if we, dance. I don't know. <laughs> the hamster dance. <laughs> but if we had a and, song. Yeah, anytime you come over and like hang out with uh, someone new I'm seeing, I'm just, I'll pick, pick up a chair, I'm like, Remember? <laughs> Remember? Yeah. 
That would be more appropriate. It would be way more appropriate. <laughs> Not the way you look Except tonight. for, again, and this is another inside joke <laughs> kind of thing. If I were if I were to do that to you, I would probably turn to my my now girlfriend or partner or whatever and be like, that was just a thing we talked about on a podcast once and. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You you I'd bring them it. into the joke, so that it's not just like they it. have to like kind of awkwardly be a third wheel to like your friendship. Yeah, it's it's in it's you include them. This is yeah. why there are so many TikToks about what uh, POV is about meeting your boyfriend's girl best friend, and she's such a an idiot, and she's so rude to you. This is what that this movie sparked that. Um, Probably, yeah. Okay, so where are we now? Uh, uh, are so, we at the so Taylors then, yet? Yeah. So no? Uh, no, no, no. So uh, so. I just want to say one thing okay. in that yeah, scene. Yeah. So uh, she, uh, Kimmy brings up how like her dad was maybe thinking that he could be, take the internship for the six yeah. months thing like we were just talking about. And his reaction to that mm-hmm. is yelling at her oh, yeah. and being mean to him, uh, to, to her, uh, just because she's trying to get him a nice job. And that would really be all the information that he would know. Uh, and yes. Yes, and he, as much as much as uh, yeah, she gets it uh, that he uh, that you know like that that's not what he wants, and I'm sure they've talked about that. That is not appropriate the way that he reacted. Absolutely not, because again, he, like like you said, he doesn't know all the conversation that surrounded this. So the only thing he knows is that Kimmy posited, posited this suggestion to him in a way that was saying this is a favor for my father. Yeah. What part of that makes you think that she wants to change you or doesn't mm-hmm. think you're worth anything? Yeah, and so maybe it was not that would be maybe that uh, should have been like, does it, I feel? Oh, that makes me feel like your dad doesn't really believe in what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, uh, your dad, not you. Maybe that that really sucks. Maybe I could see it like maybe like feeling hurtful for him, or even if it made him angry. I I don't care how angry you are fucking communicate it nicely yeah it he was zero to a hundred and then and so and then then she it ended with her being like no please please don't go i would die without you i'm like oh (laughs) she's begging super codependent um and he yeah i don't know he's like michael is straight up traumatized by whatever bullshit he's had in his life and uh, he's dealing with that by being emotionally abusive to his fiance in front of his quote unquote best friend yeah, at, a at a restaurant in public. Yeah. He was he's like, it's not even, that's the thing. He's like, he's comfortable yelling at her in public. Yep. Dude, yeah. That and means it was, he screams at her in private. Yeah. It was the, the, it, his reaction was not proportionate to the situation and he just flew off the handle and was saying just mean things to her. Yeah. And she was not even, you know, entertaining any other perspective. Yeah. But also, she, uh, what she didn't ever say, like, oh yeah, we were talking. Me and uh, yep, uh, I, I was talking about this with your best friend here. And also, uh, it would be a, if I were Kimmy, I would be like looking over to yes, to fucking Jules, Jules being like, hey, hey, can you help? Want to help me out me here? here? Because yeah. remember how you got me into this? Yeah, and she just sat there. Yeah, she just sat there being like, hmm, that sucks. I'm a horrible monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, yeah, that was a really interesting portrait of their dynamic there. Um, at some point, we see Jules call George, and, and you know, we're, we're getting periodic phone calls. I loved all these periodic phone calls to George where we see George in a scene where he can't 
he's he, he's he incapacitated or yeah. he can't answer the phone and she's calling and like leaving voicemails yeah and she says again she says you know he was she can't believe this is happening he was in love with me every day for nine years so we're she's really just telling on herself the more time passes that this is more about a territorial thing this is yes. more about taking space in his life and losing that space to someone else yeah and uh so i uh, actually have i have some notes on that in okay. that conversation. Yep. Uh, so again, we've established that she's 28 years old, right? Mm -hmm. yep. uh, she says to him, this is my whole life's happiness. Girl, chill. <laughs> your whole life's happy. You haven't experienced your whole life. Yeah. Are you kidding me? The amount yeah. of people I thought were going to be my forever person by the time I was 28 <laughs> that I'm like, ew, I can't believe. Dude, you're going to be fine. Yeah. Chill. You're and then fine. in the same conversation, she says something like uh, how like it started with a feeling that uh, Michael belonged to her, which no, he doesn't. Nobody belongs to you. Even if you were together, he doesn't belong to you. Nobody belongs to you. Like, yeah. uh, like, and, and now that you're, uh, oh yeah, this is what she says. She says, uh, uh, she says it started with a feeling that he belongs to me, but now that, I'm with him like no that it, it's now that you're with him you're projecting what you want him to be right onto she's him because you're not with him you're chasing him yeah we're, she's there's a difference to... between being with someone and chasing someone of course you're romanticizing oh. everything and we see the literal on the nose depiction of that later but she um yeah but but yeah like she's trying to justify and rationalize where she is compared to how this started was this with when george was there physically there yes yeah Cause, okay because he says something like um it, do you really love him or is this about winning which oh, i think I, I missed that yes he says do you really love him or is this about winning and the the magic of george being by her side and being a voice of reason and questioning her, questioning her a little bit while still having compassion for, for her and wanting to help her we get to see it's they use George as such a brilliant device in this movie. We get to sort of scrutinize Jules through the eyes of George, who is still compassionate towards her, but still showing us that she's the villain. Right. Because yeah. without George, she would just be a villain with no cushion. Absolutely. And George is the perfect character to illuminate her flaws in a way that's a little bit softer. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he's a mirror. The, he's it's the only he's the only good friend. Yes. In the He's in amazing. The show. He's uh, an amazing. He, he says he says tell him you love him. Just be straight up instead of elaborately trying to break the two people up like of course. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah, just like end all this and just be upfront with your feelings. The fact that George even came all the way out is so that that's it just, it just shows that like honestly it shows that he should be the main character the main characters should be george and <laughs> and kimmy what do you mean the main the main characters those are the those are the likable characters but now admittedly i don't i don't know again i only saw this movie for the first time last night but maybe the filmmaker was specifically trying to make like do like a seinfeld thing where like he wanted the characters to be unlikable i don't know yeah but um, you know what i i, I think that our the way that we've are collectively as a, as a society, the way we've advanced our like emotional understanding and intelligence at, at the time, a lot I think a lot more of us were actually rooting for Jules. That's so interesting to me because yeah. it really, 
it just feels unforgivable to I know, me. I know, totally. And and granted, like I saw this when I was about thirteen or fourteen, but I do think I do think we wanted and this was, you know, the height of rom coms where you it's just understood that the lead girl or guy gets the guy. Right. This was a quite a deviation at the end from where from where it could have gone and i think up until then all of us were sort of being like okay well we understand that it looks like jules is trying to shoehorn this love but she is the main she is the lead so maybe they should be together and i think that's why they had moments of the wedding party of like uh kimmy's in-laws you know how people kept people kept interjecting with commentary being like oh that's that's Michael's best friend. Like, maybe she should be... They were literally saying, like, I think maybe he's re- marrying the wrong girl. I think right. we were supposed to see that, like, maybe she might end up with him. Right. Yeah. But, yeah, it, in hindsight, in looking back, like, this is just unforgivable stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, so, the next scene after uh, she's like... Uh, uh, George is like, you should just be straight up and tell him you love him. And, mm-hmm. honestly, that was the first time I was like, thank you. Good advice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely because look, if you're ever in a situation like this, like in this movie, it's okay. I mean, like some sometimes we get crushes on people, or we have feelings. We or maybe we're even in love with someone that is unavailable. Uh, what do you mean? I don't relate to this. You don't. <laughs> I've never oh. told anybody <laughs> my feelings. And Steph certainly not a best friend. <laughs> certainly not where he it definitely like... wasn't snowing really hard in my face. <laughs> I definitely wasn't crying, and my tears were crystallizing into ice. Yeah, I remember <laughs> the way you looked that night. <laughs> <laughs> like a damn mess. Um, <laughs> remember? Uh, remember? <laughs> That's actually really funny. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, if you do feel like I think that it is that is the thing to do. Um, may maybe not in this situation where like your friend is gonna be getting married, but like maybe maybe in this situation if he's getting married on like a last minute kind of thing where it's like you know whatever, just be like, hey, this is how I feel. I yeah. I need you to know. Now, uh, sorry, I'm telling yeah. you this. It sucks. I think that if she was experiencing genuine feelings that she wanted to confront him with, she could have done it in a more pragmatic way, a more condensed way, a condensed version of this. And without all the the drama and the the gymnastics of it, I think that she, you know, if you are best friend, and certainly this friendship, as we've mentioned, is more than a friendship. So I think it's well within her right to say, hey, one, shoot your shot one last time. Um, Right. Might as well, if you're feeling the impulse to act this insane, you might mm-hmm. as well just shoot your shot. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. And so so she goes to, like, the tailor where he's getting, uh, where Michael's getting ready for, like, his suit or whatever for the wedding. Yeah. And she tries to, but she's not very good at, like, uh, communicating her own actual feelings. So she, like, just tries to, like, tell him that maybe this is going on. And she says stuff. And and this scene really just points out how fucking stupid Michael is. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, she, he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't pick up on idea. any clues. He's so oblivious. And he to, so, doesn't it's pick ridic- up anything. She says, "We've known each other for a long time, and we've grown close." Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Uh, you know how you think you know how you feel about somebody, but then yeah, you uh-huh. don't what? until that you do. 
And he's like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, he has no idea. He has I'm no like, idea. Dude, hey, come you on. spent the past four days with your noses against each other, yeah. and you don't know where she's going with this. And then she, and then he goes, <laughs> this was a weird thing to say. She, she's amping this up, and he says to her, "Whatever you have to say can't be that big a deal." Yeah. What a what? strange thing to say to someone. Yeah. Whatever it is you have to say can't be that big of a deal. Well, my mom's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean, Michael? <laughs> he has no concept of any kind of gravity in no. any situation. Ugh. Um, but so then this leads to... Uh, George. George. The yeah. arrival I don't have any notes for this, so he, do you So have... he, she, she switches gears, and instead of doing the right thing and just spitting it out, she sees George across the way and decides, nah, let's prolong this. Let's oh, right, make yeah, let's this, make him jealous. Let's make this messier, and let's tell him that George is here, and I'm engaged, too. I'm engaged, too, to George. Mm-hmm. So now we meet George. He's there in Chicago, and George, like the true friend he is, the kindred spirit, He's swoops like, okay, in and sure. takes the ball. He plays ball. Yeah. And then tries to act like a straight guy in the yeah. car. It's so f- that's actually the funniest part is like what, uh, when he's like, I thought that you were like gay. And he's like, I just do that to get the girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Works every time. Works every time. <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, and oh, by the way, though, what? How, how was. Stage, how is staging a faux relationship with your gay best friend not the first idea that you thought of? Right. Instead of all this email stuff and trying to get between them and, and with the karaoke and the you emails, did. why didn't you just... We haven't even got to the email stuff. Yeah, but why... Yeah, the, the gay best friend seemed like an obvious thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Michael gets jealous. It's so crazy that you say that, though, because even why? that's not an obvious thing. What the obvious mean? thing is just well, t- tell them how you feel. I know, but like as a, as a mischievous plan, you would think having a gay best friend hey i'll just i will just have him be my boyfriend that's like a class that's a classic go-to i did that when i was 14 i I made up a boyfriend his name was tyler anderson and he went to a different school of course you did (laughs) you wouldn't know him he goes to a school in canada we're in canada he goes to a different he goes to a different school and it was easy and i just made up a boyfriend and it was the easiest way to figure out that my crush actually wasn't jealous and didn't like me that's funny at least i found out um yeah so then they go uh to like a, a breakfast thing or, or lunch or whatever with like more wedding shit because it's one yep. of those four-day weddings or whatever yep uh and they start uh like george starts like fucking with julianne and yeah. I, I liked that because i was like okay good she's getting she feels uncomfortable by it and she kind of deserves this uh and so like he starts like talking about like how they have a song and it's like the song to- together forever uh yeah yeah and they just start singing that and then i just what a 90s movie thing to do to just totally. be like and now song break because yeah. they sing the whole song they sing and the whole it's song it's amazing how everyone at the entire restaurant knows every single word to that song I including know. the solos and backup and <laughs> piano arrangement <laughs> Yeah, they just do a quick rendition of I Say a Little Prayer. And then the lobster hands in the background. Did you see the lobster hands waving back and forth? The waiters, they had lobster mitts on, and they were waving in the background. Were they? Yeah, it was so funny. I loved that scene. When I first saw it, I was enchanted by this scene. That's so funny. I loved it. It was so random, and I I loved it. That's a very 90s thing. Such a 90s thing. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah and and michael and michael is grimacing the whole time yeah michael because, doesn't love this of course because this movie though the 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 romance of this movie is just two people who have no respect for kimmy yeah that's the, that's what this is. Yes, yes, and, and and they're probably confused about their own feelings for each other because they obviously haven't talked in months. They so they don't talk regularly. But there's like this this untapped sexual tension that that it serves as the undertones for this entire yeah, dynamic. Yeah, but fucking just go jerk off and and no, be a normal you, person. No, because you know why we can't do that. We gotta go take a romantic boat ride and have a chat. Heart uh, to heart, and that's our next and scene, right? have our right? face close together and dance while singing a cappella the way you look tonight. So we should as ta- friends do. Yeah, just a friendly little quick. Me and Courtney always ride. slow dance to us sing a cappella singing the hamster dance. <laughs> <laughs> so they're on. She's so they're on this boat ride, and because he asks, "Hey, can we get some alone time together?" You know. Uh, but, but you had a though? lot of alone time, and also why? why? Yeah, he he made it seem, and I, this seemed to be triggered by the jealousy. Now he needs alone time to what, like, sort his head out or something. Yeah, it's so they're on the boat, they're talking and stuff. By and then Michael goes, uh, you know, like Kimmy Kimmy says that if you love someone, you just say it. You just say it right then and there. I'm like, guys, taking life lessons from a 20 year old. Um, <sighs> but also, what was that about? Why was he saying any of that? What was that for? Because it looked like a miscommunication because mm-hmm. Jules was trying once again to amp up the the courage to tell him her feelings. But what was that from his perspective? What was this boat ride? I, that's for him? a good question because you know what's really romantic <laughs> is when you're having a sort of emotional affair with someone. Yeah. And then they say, as a way to be flirtatious or romantic, uh, how the person they're seeing always says. <laughs> And, that but, yeah. if you love someone, you should just say it. Why? Let's not talk about her right now. <laughs> and why? But why did he tell her that? What prompted her him to say that? Who cares that Kimmy said that? Like, what do you mean? Well, I don't that's know. My, Maybe, that's my whole point. Why is yeah. he bringing that up? Why is he bringing that up? You already do love her and are getting married. So yeah. I th- it's almost like she, he was just trying to like impart all these life insights that he's learned from Kimmy compared to how he used to be. I don't know. It that also wasn't the vibe felt I was getting. to me like he was trying to get her to say that she loves him. Oh, really? I don't know. That's what I got from yeah, it. Yeah, may- maybe. But that uh, he's been so oblivious up to this point. But yeah, any- but he's just a bad person. <laughs> In any case, the moment passed. Uh, they go under the, the overpass mm-hmm. or whatever, the under, whatever. And, like, the strings are swelling and stuff. Yep. Like, the classic romantic comedy music is playing. And, like, there's no part of me watching these, like, nice moments where there is even a part of me that was like, aw. Yeah. Like, you no want them part. to kiss. Just no. every single part of it was like, this is disgusting. And I hope that they fall off the boat and get <laughs> hit by the propellers. Yeah. So they, <laughs> That would they be miss- a nice end to this movie. So they miss they miss their chance. They don't kiss. They mention that going forward, once he gets married, they're going to have a hot affair twice a year. Oh yeah, she did what? mention that. Yeah, yeah but it, they, and they mentioned this a couple of times as if they, this was an agreed upon thing. They said it a few times. I only caught yes. it one time. No, oh, they shit. said it twice. Once at the like the very end, like as she's like bidding him goodbye at the wedding, she's like, "See you at our." twice a year affair like oh my god what yeah so that's fully gonna happen 
That's this is a messed up relationship. Um, oh my god! And I thought, and I wrote this down too. So then we're getting into the wedding day and stuff. Michael is spending most of his pre-wedding time seeking validation for his choice to marry Kimmy. That's what it seems like. He's got antennae out looking for. Hey, can is this the right thing to do? Is this the right thing to do? Is this the right thing to do? Which. If that's what you're doing, I got bad news. The answer is no. Right. No, exactly. He He's looking for people to justify, help him solidify his choices. And now yeah. we're getting to... If you're to... with someone and you're constantly like, is this right? Is this right? Should I? Should we even be doing this? The answer is no. Right. Now we're getting into... It's okay into... to have doubts every so often, but like, if it's a chronic thing, then no. No. All of this was leading to red flags uh, up and down the, the aisle. Um, we're heading into part two of the mastermind email plan. We're taking I'm it so off. I'm so upset about We're this taking plan. it from where we left off, where it failed the first time. Now she's decided she needs to go back in for round two. Um, she decides, I don't know, how does she have access to this office again? She's in some uh, she office. She, like, went to, like, go pick up, like, her dad or something like that. But his, yeah. she, like, went early to a meeting or something. And his email was open. You yeah. heard a funny and thing so, about computers. So, yeah, and so he's like, can you just, like, go to, you just, like, wait in my office or something? So she goes to the office. She opens up his laptop, and I gotta tell ya, <laughs> <laughs> I love old movies that depict technology. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't know if it's like they just didn't have the rights to show like actual Windows or actual Apple yeah. or whatever at the time. I don't know, but they always show really dated. Obviously, at the time it wasn't dated, but like really bad dated uh, technology that no one ever used. It was never yeah. anything. Like there's like a desk icon that says email, <laughs> and like <laughs> oh. It's email, so it, you go to email. Good. Yeah. You can call, you can message me at dctcomedy at email dot com. Like also, it, she, she goes into this word document that had a spinning W. Is that a real? But it was a Macintosh. It was a Mac computer. But the was W, it? Al- yeah, but the W almost looked like Microsoft Word. But maybe it was a Mac version I mean, of Word. I have word. no idea. But like it, I don't think that technology actually existed. <laughs> <laughs> So she's uh, in the office. And also, it's okay. so funny uh, because computers were so new at the time that it's so funny watching people use computers back then because no one knows how to. I know. It's very funny to me. But uh, Well, you were saying that you you sent me a video of her typing in the Oh, yeah. The she's email like, in, the, in the email, she's like writing it to like the uh, his boss, Michael's boss. She's sending an email to him. And she writes in his actual name, uh, comma, the place that he works, comma, the city he works. I'm like, you're going to toss a P.O. box in there, too? Like, what? <laughs> Zip what, code? You don't know what email is. Clearly, this isn't going to go to anyone. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> don't have to worry about this email anymore because yeah. you're not going to send it because it's not going to go of anywhere. Of course, she sends an email. She's like, oh, I really hope the the mailman gets that to The email <laughs> man gets it to him one time. <laughs> oh, the mailman comes by. Um... <laughs> So she decides that because his, uh, Kimmy's father's email is open, she's just going to fire off or stage a little email that looks like Kimmy's father, father yeah. is writing to Michael's editor. And, and for whatever reason, being like, hey, we offered your employee, Michael, a job at my rich office, but he's so loyal to you that he won't take it. Can you fire him, please? Is that not essentially what it said? Yeah, essentially. And it that's such weird. a weird fucking thing to say. It was a weird, like, what did, it's, a, it's such a weird. That's, 
it sounds like his his actual job wouldn't fire him then. They're like, no. oh, wow, he's really yeah. loyal. Yeah, let's give That's him a raise. pretty cool. Because essentially what the email says is, hey, so we really want to hire your employee, but he really wants to work with you guys. Can you yeah. fire him? <laughs> what I job is going to be like, yeah, works. totally. We, yeah, we really like having him here, but you know what? You want him, and he doesn't want to be with you. So yeah, yeah we'll fire him for it. Sorry like, about what? that. I'll, I'll I'll get him right over to you guys. But it works. But she, yeah, but she just wants she just wants uh, Michael to see it, right? She yeah. just wants him to to see the email, and uh, and this so this is just a story of two selfish people <laughs> unable to move on that makes everyone else's life miserable in the process. But wait, does the email actually send? Yeah, she sends it. But she pressed save for later. Oh. We okay. see her. But right. it, I think it does I think you're right that it does send somehow because because oh, he does she, see it. Yeah, cuz he gets like letter, like a letter uh, telling him that like that that happens. <laughs> Which is again, they don't understand how email works. Finally I got a response to my email through the mail somehow he finds out that this did happen and she, but she this first, is just like a fucking boomer who didn't understand how email works who's like just who just wrote how email works wrong i but think she, but she goes but remember late at night doesn't she go to his room and be like hey 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 i need the keys i need to get back up there i need to eat, erase yeah, something right 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 yes so he doesn't know yet oh yeah and also uh at that time he's he's like well it's uh unfortunately it's locked up and she's like well can we go tomorrow and he's like it's sunday no one does business on sunday wow the world's changed <laughs> <laughs> it's god's day tomorrow but they do go right they do go mm, they agree to go the next day but that ever doesn't actually happen i thought they end up somewhere late at night and they he she can't get in and yeah. she's like banging oh yeah they, yeah so they go but like they can't get in yeah right okay okay so then the email somehow gets sent and he finds out and yeah. everything is a mess because, and now she's taken the the ring, the wedding ring too, and she's p tried it on because mm -hmm. she has the ring. I think yeah. she's the yeah. She, of she the tries ring. it on, and it can't come off. But yeah, so uh, so he finds out that like uh, maybe I think he does get fired or like uh, or just yeah, finds he, out about he gets it or something a, like yes. that. And so he calls his fiance Kimmy yeah to be like, what the fuck? You sent your dad sent this message. This marriage can't work, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but that all happens off screen, and it only takes like a five minute conversation for them to be like, "Yeah, our marriage is off." <laughs> <laughs> Which again sounds like if it only took five minutes, then it should be off. If you can decide in five minutes that the marriage, the wedding we're gonna have tomorrow is not gonna happen, sounds like it shouldn't happen. Yeah. Meanwhile, Paul Giamatti in a small role is outside. <laughs> Yeah. Craving cigarettes. Because then, oh, yeah, this was such a throwback to smoking in the 90s where yeah. everyone was smoking and Jules is sitting outside and she wants to smoke. And then Michael comes and finds her. And then he does that, takes a cigarette like out of her mouth. It's like, yeah. I thought you you got to quit this shit. Yeah. And because he cares about her. He cares so much. He wants her to stop smoking because he loves her. And, uh, and she tells him that the ring is stuck. And he, what does he do? How do they get the ring off? I don't remember. He sucks it off her finger. Oh my god, I missed that. He sucks the ring off her finger. <laughs> like you like you do. Well, you like know you what? Do. I will I will say one thing up front right now. I would okay. never do that to you. <laughs> you would never suck a ring off my finger? Never. How dare you? I thought never. you and we were best friends. 
Well, maybe if you were a real friend, you would have fingers. <laughs> uh, okay. So we get uh, the ring off. Okay. <laughs> okay. So we get the ring off. Uh, he says everything is it's off now. The wedding's off. Maybe I'll come visit you in New York, stay with you for a bit. And uh, the next day, the wedding is still somehow officially kind of on because the festiv- festivities are still happening. They're yeah, still they're going. Like, I don't know how to tell people. It's yeah, like happening can, at 6 p.m. that night. She confronts, uh, Jules confronts Kimmy and she's like, hey, what's going on? Like, Michael wants to know why you, why you're not calling, telling people that this is off. And she goes, well, I think I was just hoping for a miracle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and then, and she's like, I can't believe that Michael would think that, and I love this part. She goes, I can't believe Michael would think that I would do that with the whole email thing. And Julianne goes, she's, she's like, well, deluded. you know, maybe, yeah, she's like, she gaslights her. She's like, maybe it's just, maybe there was some subconscious part that he just like mentally psychosomatically. And I wrote, people in the 90s loved saying psychosomatic. <laughs> that word always yeah. comes up in 90s movies. Maybe it was some kind of psychosomatic hallucination. Um, yeah. So like throwing him under the bus while also like, yeah. if this is what, if, if she wanted this to be the thing that breaks them up, why wouldn't she be like, yeah, unfortunately, he just he doesn't want yes. to do it. And now she's like trying to like make it seem like, oh no, maybe he wants to be with you. It none of it makes sense. But then she goes into a little monologue. Oh yeah, oh, uh, yeah. About like using her food credit, her, her food critic uh, knowledge. knowledge to That's all she explain. Knows. That's how she make- yeah, she's like trying to explain how like you know like maybe he just went to the restaurant, and he got a creme. He said he wanted a creme brulee, and he got the creme brulee, and it turns out he wanted Jello. You Jello, know? Jello. Yeah, and then she gets mad. She's like, yeah, maybe he wants Jell-O. <laughs> People like Jell-O. And she goes, I could be Jell-O. You're never going to be Jell-O. <laughs> Julia like, Roberts is so good in this. Honestly, though. that monologue felt so strange to me because it felt like almost like Friends sitcom yes. writing. Yeah. D- but done in this style. In, the, in Without this an audience, without a laugh track. Yes. I was like, this feels... It was place. a bit contrived and misplaced. It was like sitcom build, build to the punchline monologue yeah. where it would otherwise get a, an applause break. Yeah. 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 It felt like it was it, was, it jumped into the wrong genre for they a second. They just wanted a te- they wanted a quotable moment, which that yeah. that ended up being a quotable. You're never going to be jello. Yeah. Um I yeah. Know. All I, all um, I know is that this movie stressed me out. <laughs> So she's going. So Jules is going back and forth between them, passing on messages. We find out Michael actually still loves Kimmy and still wants to marry her at 6 p.m. Kimmy is ecstatic about this and elated, and the wedding is back on. Julianne can't handle this, goes to see Michael under the gazebo, and in one last-ditch effort to break them up, finally tells him her feelings yeah, and says and ch- choose me marry me let me make you happy yeah and, and then, then kisses, kisses him, him. Yeah. and who sees this but kimmy but kimmy who runs off and michael chases after her and sh- and then jules chases after michael and as and then as and they're all running away, after... Kimmy gets into the car, drives away. Michael gets into his car, drives away. Julianne steals car a truck. Car yeah, does Grand <laughs> Theft Auto. <laughs> Is ra- racing down in a truck that's not hers, tagging them and calling like, George. Like an industrial truck, like a yeah. mail truck too. So yeah. like that, not only does she steal a truck, she also ruined some guy's day and a lot of people's <laughs> days because now their mail's not coming. 
Yeah. So she's driving and trying to chase them. She's calling Abandons George. it in the street. Yep. George. George. Takes uh, off the is, license plates and <laughs> buries them. George. Yeah. George. George is her emergency. Like, what do I do? What do I do? And he goes, so tell me what's happening. And he, she's like, I'm chasing Michael. And she goes, so who's Michael chasing? He's chasing Kimmy. Who are you chasing? You're chasing Michael. Who's chasing you? Nobody. That's the point. You got to stop this. That was my, one of my favorite quotes of the movie is. Yeah. Michael's yeah. chasing Kim. That's the whole, it's the crux, it's the d- defining uh, tagline of the movie is Michael is chasing Kimmy, Julianne is chasing Michael, nobody's chasing Julianne. Yeah. It was yeah. the most un, it was the most on the nose visual of what's this, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like that part. Again, George is the best character. George but is the best. She still chases him. She chases yeah. him to the, uh, the train station or whatever where he proposed to uh, Kimmy. Where and there are church pews for some reason. Yeah, where there's yeah, every train station has. Why church was there pews. church pews? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she sees him. She sits down next to him, and says, uh, "You know that like, she basically she's sorry." And then she admits that the uh, the email was actually sent by her, and she says, mm-hmm. "I'm the bad guy," and then. After admitting all of that to her, to him, admitting like all the horrible things she's done in this movie, he responds with, "Thank you for loving me that much." <laughs> Fuck no! I, when I saw this, I thought that was so sweet that he said that. That's not sweet. She <laughs> is just let off the hook. No, no, absolutely not. He was trying to have compassion for her in the moment where the, she's pond scum and he says no you're the whatever the mucus that feeds the, off the yeah right pond right scum, whatever um yeah i mean yeah the, he should have been like get that's rewarded. fucked up yeah this is psychosomatic this is psycho behavior yeah um and they and then she vows to find kimmy she does she's at like this park like, bathroom yeah filled with women yeah they're like cat fight and she finds her in a stall and this is another moment where instead of george being here we now get to hate on julianne in a very cushioned atmosphere through the eyes of everyone in that bathroom mm-hmm. who who reacts the way we want to well you know? also i think that this scene was the very beginning of online stories that never happened because what do you mean? well let me explain uh because like for instance uh uh, Kimmy is, le- is like, there's no way I'm going to give him up to some big-haired food critic. And everyone's food like, applause. Yeah. Applause. Yeah, <laughs> it's the whole like classic, like, this thing happened, and then this thing happened, and then everyone applauded. Like, How dare you? You kissed my fiancé <gasps> on my wedding day <gasps> in front of my family. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, it's this is like a, a story that never happened that someone writes on Facebook. Oh, right. Okay, I, I understand what you're saying. And, it's the story that someone loves to dramatically tell, but you're like, I don't yeah, think that actually yeah, happened. Nobody yeah, nobody applauded. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then they all started cheering, and then they lifted me up over their shoulders, yeah. and they carried me out. <laughs> and then, uh, and then like, they, I guess this, this scene actually drives me nuts how it ends, because uh, it ends with Julia Roberts' character, uh, 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 with Julianne being like... Uh, I want to bring you to the church to marry the man of our dreams. Yeah. Because he sure wants to marry you. And then they hug, and then they go to... No, 
No, no. Again, I thought this was so sweet and no, good. No, Kimmy, what you need to do is say, okay, I'm going to go marry him. You are not allowed to come. You have ruined this. <laughs> Just, you're off the guest list. You are off the guest list. I don't care about the, the dress. I don't care about the... No, you can't come. Obviously not. And the correct reaction to that would be like, obviously you're right. Because <laughs> I don't know what you're going to do when you get there at this point. Yeah. It could be anything. Now, exactly. Yeah. So now uh, Kimmy just has to like enjoy her wedding by being like, what's going <laughs> what to happen? What just happened? Uh, so yeah. that's so, crazy. But they they do end up. No, but everyone loved that line of we're going to go and I'm going to help you marry the man of our dreams. Um, oh, my God. But they I go to the wedding. They get they get married without any last minute uh, hindrances. And Julianne makes a speech and she gives them. Which again, she should not be allowed to do. I should, I should not have any recognition or any kind of public no. uh, presentation. She has done nothing but come and fuck this marriage up. <laughs> and she gives them, she grants them the song. God. The way you look tonight, she because earlier in the movie, Michael said we don't even me and yeah. Kimmy don't even have a song. How dare? <laughs> How dare Julianne? Why? I'll give you the no, no, dance. no, no. Let me finish this thought. How dare Julianne go to their wedding and play the uh, Julianne and Michael's song, even if it's as a gift? How dare you bring that up after the shit that you've pulled? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Julianne, get your shit together. That is disgusting behavior. Also, you can have the song. I don't want the song. That's that song your gift. is going to be now your song in my mind. And that, and she didn't actually, that's your gift to us. She didn't actually bring it. We we registered for an air fryer. Like, you didn't even actually give us <laughs> yeah. a real yeah, gift. Yeah, she's like, I didn't get you a gift. I did kiss your husband. You can have I, the song I had. We did sing the song to each other several times while our faces were close. But you know what? You can have the song, and I'll just, like, listen to it because I like it's it. It's so true that we were supposed to think that that was such a it's grand not a gesture. Nice, that is not a good gesture. That is not it a nice gesture. So that is a disgusting gesture. It's tacky as hell. Yeah, all of that. And um, and that, also, Michael I, still sucks. Why is she marrying oh yeah. him? Michael still sucks, and I'm pretty sure in this scene, at some point when they're interacting, they do mention the hot affair that they're gonna have. And of um, course, that happens. Of course, that happens because these two people suck. And <laughs> the the moral of the story is Kimmy just can't win. <laughs> Kimmy just can't win. They definitely get divorced. No one should we, be grateful for for Julianne. And no we, end the, we end the scene with a very cute, cheeky little interaction where George calls her, or she calls George, and she's sitting, and Jules is sitting at a table, just, like, minding her business, and yeah. George is narrating what she's doing. When did George get an invite? I don't, yeah, <laughs> no, if he, well, actually, no, I think they actually would have made room because when she, she said that he was her fiancé, oh, they probably yeah. told him probably. that he could come. Um, okay, sure. Because nobody, at this point, nobody knows that he's not still. Right. Everyone still thinks that they're engaged. Yeah. So uh, he's he's in the room. He sees her from afar and is like, you're, you're sitting there drumming your fingertips against the table, wondering why didn't I get a manicure before this? And now you're looking around the room and wondering if what's ahead and blah, blah, blah. And then you see a handsome stranger and he's on the phone. But then so are you. <laughs> I love it. I love George. George is great. And I, I just really can't wait uh, for Kim 
to like three years from now meet a new girlfriend who just like she who just they decide to go out drinking she's 23 that makes sense so mm-hmm. they go out drinking and uh she uh the, the, her new girlfriend's like oh you're married that's crazy and she's like yeah it's really crazy <laughs> like you you won't believe this and she tells the story of her wedding mm-hmm. and her friend goes kimmy that's fucked up <laughs> and she goes what no it's no it's fine it's because like Oh my god, that's fucked up. <laughs> I can't wait for that realization she has a so realization. that she can get the fuck out of that relationship and find something that she deserves. Justice for Kimmy. Yes. Meanwhile, Julianne is probably posting on the Reddit thread the Reddit sub thread called uh, Am I the Asshole? Where it's like, Oh, <laughs> my best friend was getting married, but no, I was in love with him and I think that we belong together. So like all I did was I showed up to Chicago, I r- ruined their wedding, I tried to get him back, I just told I sent an email from the I became a pathological father. liar. Yeah, like that's it. But you know, like I, I did it out of love. I so didn't. Am know I that the, and a, I'm the asshole. I didn't know that that's a subreddit. Am yeah, I am the I asshole? the asshole? Yeah. I feel like if you're posting on it, you haven't. Uh, yeah, you probably are. There are a few exceptions that are very interesting. Oh, where really? they're not actually the asshole and okay. the other person. I want to check this out. Yeah, but uh, Maybe we'll yeah, we'll talk that, about someone on our Patreon. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Actually, yeah. that would be a really good idea. So actually, yeah, sign up for that if if you want to hear that. All um, right, let's rate these. Let's these rate these fucking two. horrible people um what are we rating them out of uh songs uh um the way you look tonight um boats uh bouquets that's the thing they don't even really have things that they a jello or creme brulee or something like all right we'll rate it out of jello let's rate it out of jello okay uh i can go first okay zero I give them zero. Are you kidding me? Wait, wait, wait. Just to clarify, because there's two relationships in this movie, are we rating Michael and Jules or Michael and... uh... Why don't we do both? Okay. We talked about them all. Okay, so Jules and Michael, zero. Zero jellos, okay? And then uh, for the other one will be creme brulees. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, yeah, okay. So uh, zero out of five jellos for Jules and Michael because... Uh, she never loved him. She just uh, didn't like the idea of losing some uh, losing something that she considered to be property when was actually just another human being. And then the entire love story they have is just something that happened a long time ago in college that now uh, they're uh, they're sneaking around and being shitty to another person, and it doesn't even end up working out for the two. So, which actually is the one good thing about this relationship that's the one pro they have is that they actually don't get together so <laughs> zero zero jello for them for yeah. uh for kimmy and michael oh fuck i don't know one one creme brulee okay uh, i only because i don't want it to be the same score as the other one because Kimmy's at least a better person than yeah. than jules but that that relationship isn't good. He talks down to her. Uh, he uh, allows her to just throw away her career when she clearly doesn't want to do that to be with him. Uh, it's he is toxic to her. He is uh, he yells at her. Uh, he he instantly assumes if anything goes wrong that it's her trying to get him. It, the the fact yeah. that okay here's something the fact that. Uh, 
uh, an email from her father, uh, a supposed email from her father to his boss, or the fact that her father supposedly wanting him to be an intern were things that could have thrown this whole marriage off shows uh-huh. that he is unstable as fuck. Yeah. And will never be able to uh to to be good to her or with her until he can figure his own shit out. So one out of one out of five only because one of those people is a, a decent human. Right. Yeah, those are all very fair points. Um I'm going to say for Jules and Michael, this is a very half-hearted, lackluster. I'm going to give them one jello, but it's more because I have empathy for Jules's journey as someone who is really battling what I think is at the heart of this whole dilemma, which is jealousy and insecurity about having ownership over, over another person when really she just enjoyed the type of reflection that michael had in her life she does she change um well we don't get to see how much i i do think that there's there's a hint of change towards the end i think that this movie at the time that it came out in 1997 this movie ending in julianne being alone is a lot bigger than we're giving it credit for right now because that's a good point that's a good point and because that movies were not ending like that and i think that I think we're we're seeing her on the cusp of realizing what she's done. I we don't get to see it fully fleshed out, but I think between the bathroom apology and the end of the wedding, I think we're we're seeing the come down of a woman who went manic because she didn't love herself and found all of her validation in this partner who took up a very important part of her life and is now having to be shared with someone else. Right. And it's completely toxic what she did i think that um she is the villain but i think for also she obviously did have a strong connection with michael and it's not all her fault that she felt that there was wiggle room in him coming back to her because he was giving it to her mm-hmm. she he was giving her wiggle room i think there was re- not that i justify any of her actions but there for me from her perspective and her state of mind there was reason to think that maybe she could break yeah. up this marriage and maybe if they had they would have ended up together and then she would have been like, see, all of that was warranted. Right. Um, okay. Which it wasn't. But for that reason alone, they obviously had a strong enough connection um, and she had to learn a very, very big life lesson here. And so I'm just having a little bit of optimism that she moves forward in a healthy way. So I'm giving her one jello. Okay. And, for, and uh, with Kimmy and... That's very nice Mike, of you, I think. But I'm okay. just trying to be a little nice, that's all. I totally, I don't disagree with anything that we've concluded here with Kimmy hmm, it's like I understand your inclination to not want to match the scores because Kimmy is a better person but the relationship is not better and she's so young Mm -hmm. that it's like a lot of the choices she's making is born out of her brain not being fully developed yeah and yeah on that's a note look obviously do whatever you're going to do in your life but until you're 25 and your brain is developed, don't get married. Don't have kids. Are you kidding me? That's Wait till your crazy. brain is done. Wait until your own brain is developed before you start developing another brain. Yeah. So maybe I'll give her 1.5 creme brulees 
because I appreciated how altruistic that I I do truly no matter her naivety uh, and her her youth as a twenty year old I do think that there was some altruism altruism there that was true to her nature I yeah. think she is to a degree genuinely a good sweet kind hearted person who wanted to accommodate everyone and so for that reason I'm gonna give them one point five creme brulees cool all right well that's that's that. Uh, That's so bad. we have for Jules, we have one out of ten, uh, and for Kimmy, we have two point five out of ten. Uh, there you go. Not the best. I'm very afraid that I'm gonna have to talk about at least one of them in the worst of. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if we're gonna include Kimmy and Michael in the end. We'll see. We'll see how it pans out yeah. if we're gonna include them in the showdown. But either way, um, if you're new to this podcast. Um, we, we definitely have a, a showdown at the end of the season where we pit the two top-scoring couples against each other to see which is the best one. And then on Patreon, we do Worst Couples Playoffs. So stay right. tuned for that. Yeah, and again, and, you can find um, us on Patreon at patreon.com slash ratedxpod. That's right. And you can find uh, me on socials at Courtney J. Gilmore on Instagram at Courtney Ugh, U-G-H on Twitter and CourtneyGilmore.com for all my stand-up dates. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at DCT Comedy. And you can find our podcast on Instagram and Twitter at Rated X Podcast. Yeah. Uh, that's it for today. Pod. This was an exhausting episode. <laughs> but we did it. But we I'm did glad it. glad we did it. I recommend the movie either way. It's a good Honestly, watch. it's still fun. Yeah, it's a very fun movie. Yeah. But uh, okay. wow. What a... What, what how what, how times have changed. And I really do think that this movie was a big influence into why people think that not only exes can't be friends, but why men and women can't be friends. Absolutely. And we're here on the record. Our relationship, just to reiterate, is not like this That's at right. all. <laughs> yeah. The day you say, the day you, remember? The day you text me, hey, beautiful, I know that someone has hacked your phone. <laughs> but now I know you're probably going to do it to bug me. But anyways. Yeah, probably. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Well, until next time, folks. Thanks for listening. I'm Dan Curtis Thompson. I'm Courtney Gilmore. See you, you in the next episode. You too stay frosty out there. I said you too. Like only you too. Everyone else, fucking burn. <laughs>